people are going to work harder for you if they like you. Um, and you're going to, you know, work harder for somebody else if you like them, right? This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host. Welcome everybody. Today we have Nick Pino from Conic Staffing. Um, welcome, Nick. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you. Can you um, tell us a little about yourself? Sure. I mean, my name's Nick. I'm, I'm from Bloomington, living in Shoreview. Um, you know, father of three. Um, I'm in a business development manager at, at Conic. Um, kind of got my my career started in, in um, business development at a company called Optimine Software. I sold software and then I got into staffing at a company called Aerotech. Um, spent four or five years there and ended up at a construction company for a few years. And um, now I've been here at Conic for uh, about the last six or seven months. And you said Conic's more niche towards um, architecture construction. Um, I know in the last year that has completely changed because of COVID. How have you been um, up to industry standards in the Sure. Demand? I mean, it, it was tough. COVID was hard on everybody. You know, construction industry, thankfully, was considered a, um, um, I forget the term, but a necessary business. I forget what the term that we were using. But, you know, basically, they weren't closing down construction companies like they were restaurants. Mm -hmm. So construction still kind of made it through pretty well. Things, you know, did slow down, of course. I mean, if you think about everybody working from home, there was a lot less commercial construction, um, you know, a lot less um, retail stores going up because people weren't going shopping outside of their houses, right? So uh, the housing market stayed pretty steady. So, you know, housing construction was 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 okay. It was still down. Um, once we got through COVID, and I would say really about the last three or four months only, uh, construction's really picked up, architecture's picked up, um, you know, people are, you know, I think it's going to be huge for the next 24 months, 18 months, because everybody's going to want to leave their houses where they, they were stuck there for a year. People want to go shopping, they want to go out to eat, they want to go to, to, to you know, um, people want to get new jobs or they need to get new jobs. So um, construction is very busy. Um, so the architects are busy. The engineers are busy on the back end. And, um, you know, every construction company that I talk to, everybody's hiring. You know, everybody needs a project manager or a superintendent or an estimator. Um, all our architectural companies, you know, the bigger firms are adding to their staff as well. So, um, you know, it's it's been tough because the market is, is still hard to find good people. Everybody's looking. Um, for good people, but all the good people are, you know, are working, mm -hmm. you know, where they're happy. So there's not too many people applying to jobs, which makes it tough. Um, you know, we, we can go a week or two sometimes with just under 10 applications coming through. So we're relying on our networks, uh, relying on, you know, going back to people we've placed in the past and, and asking for referrals. And, you know, thankfully, we've been doing this for 45 years so we have a, a pretty good network, you know, 60,000 or so candidates in that network that we kind of rely on. So in those 45 years um, of history, um, how have you been able to grow as a business developer? 
I mean, sure. Well, you know, I've only been with the company six or seven months, but as far as this company, you know, it was it was founded by George Connick, okay. um, again about forty seven years ago, I believe. Um, you know, he ran the company, and his son Brad Connick joined the company. You know, I, I'm going to get dates wrong, but it's about twenty six years ago. Um, and then he eventually ended up uh, buying Prime Staff, which was a basically a competitor uh, in a friendly sense. We were, we were competitors, but we respected each other. Uh, the ownership knew each other. Um, so Brad ended up buying and, and, um, buying um, Prime Staff. His partner Tom as well. It is owned by Brad and Tom. Um, they bought um, Prime Staff. We merged together. We became Conic Prime Staff. Um, and that's, uh, where we're sitting today. So, you know, the company were 13, 14 employees, you know, through, through COVID and before COVID, you know, it was more like six or seven. So we have doubled, um, you know, in the last six months, we've about doubled in size and, you know, our goal is to be over 20 employees by 2023. So how do you, um, hire for people that you work with so closely? What do you look for? So how do I hire the candidates Internally, that we're looking to place? Yeah. yeah versus Yeah. Well, what's great is we have recruiters in our team that are very well tenured. So you know, I have three recruiters that have been on the team for 20 years, um, 23, 21, 20 years, something like, like that. So, you know, they, they rely on their networks, right? I mean, you know, how we find a candidate could be through LinkedIn, um, through ZipRecruiter, Indeed, or again, through our network of, you know, 60,000 candidates, right? So, you know, if we get a position for, let's just say, a, a plumbing designer, right? We might go in our network and search everybody who's a plumbing designer who's already in our network, and that's where we start. So we're calling people that we've already talked to, some of these people we placed 10, 15, 20 years ago, and, and we're still staying in touch. Nice. Um, when it comes to networking, what are the best, what's some of the advice you can give someone like me that doesn't really know how to network and is just starting to go sure. and build that network? Sure. And I, I, love net, I love networking. I mean, I get a lot of my business by, by networking, going to certain events. And, you know, I always joke around. I, I, I like to uh, what is it, shake babies and kiss hands. You know, I know it goes the opposite way, right? right. But I always <laughs> say that as a joke. But, you know, I, lo I love to network. And, you know, it's hard, I guess, to give me a, to give you a tip. I mean, you just have to get out there, you right. know, and, and you have to think of yourself as a brand, right? Think of yourself as, as Nike or, or a brand where you need to go out there and you need people to know what your brand is and what you stand for and what you believe in, right? So if you're very passionate about what you do, um, you know, break that down into what, what makes you passionate and, and trying to explain that to people and show that to people, right? For me, networking, I mean... Half my conversations, 80% of my conversations when I'm networking are not necessarily business. It's okay. getting to know somebody on a, uh, on a more personal level as well um, and building that trust. So what are, you, are your passions? My passions? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, one of, one of my passions and one of Connick's passions is, you know, is our community. Um, you know, especially over the last year, year and a half with everything that's been going on. Um, you know, we don't need to get into details, but obviously there's a lot of things going on in, in this community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I do enjoy volunteering. Um, you know, I, I am a veteran of the United States Army and, and I do work with uh, an organization called Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, um, who, which helps takes care of veterans and their families. Um, as far as Conic, you know, and one of the reasons why I'm, I'm with Conic is, is that our vision 
is to positively impact people's lives and, and not just the people that we're putting to work or, you know, the hiring manager that we, we find a good person for, but again, within our community. So we're working with, you know, homeless youth, um, you know, underprivileged. Uh, we're working with, um, like I mentioned, veterans, um, you know, kids with, uh, with disabilities. And, you know, we're donating, we, we have five charitable partners uh, and we're donating, you know, $200 for every placement to these charities. And, you know, our goal in, in 2023 is to give away, um, you know, I, I can't remember the number, but it's, you know, $250,000 is what we're looking to give away by 2023. And, you know, that's, that's a passion of mine. And as far as outside of work, I mean, I like music and it's being with my kids and um, I enjoy golfing and I'm going to be out there tonight. It's hundred degrees. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> and it should be fun. Nothing better than sweating out on the golf course. I've never experienced that, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, are you a good golfer? Oh, no, gosh, no. <laughs> I just said that like a Minnesotan. Oh, no, no. No, I am not a good golfer, but I, I, I love to golf. Um, it's just fun. You know, yeah. I mean, there'll be times where I want to throw my club across across the lake, but, you know, um, but no, I have fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's super important. You were talking about your... Um, your mission and the vision you have and conic and mm -hmm. how they align why do you think that's important um you know well here, here's here's the thing i guess like a lot of people think about you know what they can do in their community but a lot of people don't actually step up and do anything and um you know through the pandemic just for example homeless you know youth through, through the pandemic homeless youth actually you know youth that are that do not have a you know a a comfortable place to stay. They might be couch hopping. They might, you know, have places to sleep. They're not necessarily always living on the street, but you know, they don't have a family, but that, that went down a lot during COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people started volunteering too, but you know, with, with that going down and now with COVID over homeless youth is actually going back up. And, and the reason why I think it went down is, you know, I think a lot of families honestly did maybe didn't want to kick their, their kids out on the street at, at that time or, or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think it's important because there, there is a lot of, you know, issues in this community that need to be resolved. And, you know, we're not, we're, as a company, we're not looking to fix everything. We know we can't, but we know we can be a big, a big part of it. Yeah. What else do you um, enjoy being a part of? A team, you know, okay. um, um, you know, again, I'm a veteran. So, you know, growing up um, in the, in the army and everything like that, I've learned a lot about teamwork and, um, you know, I can, I can. I like to be an individual, but I like, I like to be part of a team. You know, I love, I love sports, um, you know, and, and working with, um, you know, my staff and, and my team at work. Um, so I'm assuming since you guys have worked together for several years and, um, your vision aligns, um, was there a time where you didn't, or everybody didn't really know the in the mission? And then, um, how did you get to where you guys are now? Sure. Well, our, our mission is relatively new. You know, we, okay. we've always wanted to take care of each other. And, and, you know, honestly, of course, as a company, we all we all want to make money. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we want to take care of the people that we're working with and the people we're putting we're placing. You know, our, our vision to positively impact people's lives really just started, you know, through COVID. So it is a new vision. And, you know, my, my owners, Brad and Tom, basically interviewed the company to see what's important to you. Um, you know, what do you want to see changed? What do you want to do? If, if we were to have a volunteer day, what would you want to go and do and help out with? Mm -hmm. And that's how we ended up with the, um, with the five partners that we, that we have. Why did you decide to become a business developer? 
Well, I mean, it happened when, when I, I was working at a bar and I was okay. there for, you know, 10 years and I, and I worked my way up into being a friend of the house manager. I've always liked working with people. Um, you know, I wanted something new. I wanted to get out of the restaurant industry and I wanted to be, I wanted to be in sales, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, again, I like talking with, with people and, you know, I, I saw an avenue there where I could possibly, possibly make, you know, money with a good career path. Um, so I got into that software sales, um, was more inside sales. I got laid off there and, you know, I got lucky where I found, where I found staffing, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. fell into it. I mean, nobody honestly goes to college or graduates high school thinking I want to work at a staffing agency. Right. It just kind of really just happens for most people that I know in the industry. Right. And I know you, you said you've been in the industry and yeah. I'm sure you didn't graduate high school thinking, all right, let's go staffing, right. Let's go put people to work. Um, not too many people think that, but for me, I got into the industry because I wanted to be in sales and, you know, I started as a recruiter mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk with people and I saw the career path and I said, Hey, you know, this is pretty rewarding. I'm not selling widgets, right? I'm not selling cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not selling ties and socks, right? Or, or printers and, and, and copiers. Um, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling opportunities, you know, so it, it was a kind of a good combination of, of getting my foot in the door in business development. Um, as well as helping people. And, you know, and, and now I'm just, I, I don't want to do anything else. You know, I don't want to be at a computer typing away spreadsheets. I mean, don't get me wrong, I sit at a computer, but I'm also on the phones and I'm doing things like this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm getting out and doing, I mean, honestly, I'm doing uncomfortable things like this, you know, <laughs> which is fine. Right. But, yeah. you know, which gets me, gets me out and about. What advice would you give to new business developers or mm-hmm. just ones that are starting out? Well, it's, it's tough. A lot of people, you know, because th- this is a phone job too. Don't, you know, you're on the phones, right? And a lot of people get that uh, reluctancy to pick up a phone and, and call somebody because um, a lot of people have been on the other side of that phone where they're getting a call from a salesperson and they're maybe you're annoyed or, you know, whatever. But once do you remember that call? Do the mm-hmm. next day, the next week, the next month, do you remember that person? You know, you typically don't, right? So it was... So you have to think about it that way when you're calling somebody and you say something, you make a mistake or they shoot you down or they might be rude to you. It's like, just forget about it and move on. And, and it is tough for a lot of people to do that new, new business development people to, to, to do that, to, mm. to get comfortable on the phones. Um, I, I still, it still happens to me sometimes where it's like, ah, I could pick up the phone or maybe I'll just shoot this person an email. Right. Right. But you have to pick up the phone because people need to hear your voice and they need to get to know you personally, not just through an email. But um, so just just I guess my my one piece of advice would be just remember, like, if you make a mistake or they say no to you or or whatever, they're going to forget about it. Usually right when they hang up the phone, they don't know you personally. um, So don't take it personal. Right. How do you um, stand out when it comes to trying to get a sale? Sure. That's really tough because in this industry, there's a lot of agencies. There's a lot of staffing firms. I have, a, there's a lot of competition. Luckily for me, I'm very niche where I'm only doing architecture, engineering, and construction. Mm-hmm. So that does narrow down the playing field as far as my competitors, but I still need to stand out. You know, especially right. hiring managers, they, they might get contacted two, three times a week by different agencies. So what I, what I try to do is I try to make it fun. Um, I, I'm very honest with my approach. Um, I'm not trying to sneak around to get my answers. I'm very blunt and I just ask straight up, just tell me, do you use staffing? Because if you don't, and then I won't bother you anymore. Right. You know, I mean, people, you know, oh, you won't bother me anymore? You know, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't use staffing, right? Or then you can just get that conversation. And I try to be, I try to be funny. You know, I, I, um, I try to send creative emails, you know, 
funny subject lines. I mean, I've sent some really strange emails to people, but they respond like, wow, this is funny. Like this had me laughing. We don't, we're not interested, but thank you. You know, at least they're responding. And, right. You know, just, um, just trying to use my humor and all the dad jokes I've learned throughout the years <laughs> <laughs> to, to just make it fun, to make it like, like this, a conversation, not, you know, not me just calling you and asking you for your business. Right. So when you have a lot of people that are unemployed and you're trying to um, headhunt for them, how do you make sure they fit the culture of that company you're yeah, hiring sure, great for? question. And that's very important. And, you know, first it's talking with the, the managers um, and asking them what they're looking for and what their culture is like. And, you know, what do you guys do for fun? You know, what, what's the dress code? I mean, just like simple things like that. And, you know, what what is your company known for? You know what what type of people are you are you surrounded by? I mean, um, getting to know the company is is the best you can, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of agencies that might, you know, not really dive too much into that. We really get involved in the culture because, you know, we know a lot of candidates are going to want to stay at a company where they appreciate the culture and they're liked um, and everything. So, uh, and then it's through the, through our questions. Now, before COVID, it was all in-person interviews. We'd be sitting across from somebody, asking them questions, uh, gauging their responses, asking them some, you know, quote unquote, personal questions, not, you know, personal as far as, hey, are you married? Things like that. But hey, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? What are your passions? You know, what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? And, and seeing if those answers kind of correlate with with the uh, answers that we got from our, um, you know, from our clients. What is your favorite thing about your job and why? Um, I getting out and meeting people. You know, I, you know I, I like to go to like golf tournaments and, you know, there's like clay shoot things. And there's, you know, I, I'm a member of the MCA, Minnesota Construction Association, uh, member of the AIA, um, Architecture um, man, no, I can't remember what AIA stands for, but it's an architecture group. Um, we're members of the MA Manufacturers Alliance, and you know they put on different events, different, especially pre-COVID. Now this stuff's starting to come back, but lunches mm -hmm. and happy hours, um, golf events, things like that. I mean, that's what I really like about business development. And you know, I have relationships from five years ago when I was at a different company in business development that I still have today, even though I don't work at that company, right? Mm -hmm. So. You know, it's, um, it's just, I, I joke around with my friends sometimes and I say, Hey, I'm in, I'm, I recruit and I'm in sales because I want more friends, you know, <laughs> not necessarily the case, right? I'm not literally like making friends with everybody, but it's, it, it is kind of part of the reason why, why I like this job. Yeah. Um, what are your plans for this year and what do you want to accomplish? Well, this year needs to be huge. Um, you know, we're, we're in our best quarter ever in 45, 47 years we've been a company. Um, so I want, I want to continue to grow that. We know we have a lot of plans to add more employees, add more recruiters, add more, add more business development people. Um, you know, this company, we've been around forever, but you can almost think of us as a startup right now because we're, we're on such a high growth path. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we've just been voted, I, mean, I can't remember what spot, I want to say third or fourth, um, you know, um, biggest growing companies in, in Minnesota as far as revenue. So, you know, we've had, you know, more than doubled our revenue over the last year and we're looking to keep doing that. You know, we're, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now what our numbers, I mean, basically we made, you know, roughly 5 million, you know, last year and with 2023, we want to be at 20 million. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, we're looking to grow and I'm looking to grow within the company and, and move up into, into leadership roles. What kind of leadership role are you looking for? I want to be a business development manager, um, okay. preferably, but, you know, or, um, 
um, a strategic account manager, uh, which would be basically working with our enterprise accounts or our larger accounts, uh, just building relationships within those accounts. Mm-hmm. Why do you think building those relationships is important to the future of your business? Oh, Easy question, because (laughs) if you don't have those, if we're just a staffing agency and that's Mm -hmm. just some guy who staffs for me, uh, it makes it easier for them to dump us, right? I mean, just being realistic. If if we have those relationships and people like us and they know, hey, that's Nick Pino, you know, hey, how are your kids doing? You know, how is Roman softball or t-ball game? You know, I mean, or or I'm walking in there and I'm asking them about their family and we we know each other and we like each other. you know, this might sound bad, but it's it's harder for somebody to to cut ties with 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 us if they know us more on a personal level. So, the, the more people you know within the company, the better the relationships are. Um, you know, the the better the the partnership's going to be in the long run. Nice. So, um, a business development manager sounds like a really important role. How do you think you'll be as a leader? I think I'll be great. I mean, I've been in leadership positions. Okay. You know, I've, I've, I've had people under me as an account manager where I've had recruiters recruiting for me. I mean, it's, you know, the way I, I guess I would, I run my team or is typically as a team, not I'm on the top doing nothing and you're, you're doing everything on the bottom. It's, you know, I like to lead by example, you know, not afraid to, to jump in the trenches, so to speak, um, you know, with the people that, that work for me. Can you give some advice to some leaders that want to become somebody like you? Sure. I mean, we'll, we'll go back to kind of where I think a big theme of this conversation is about relationships and, mm-hmm. um, and building those relationships with the people that you might be in charge of, not just on a, on a business level, but on a personal level. Um, again, people are going to work harder for you if they like you. Right. Um, and you're going to you know, work harder for somebody else if you like them, right? So um, – you know, just, just getting to know your team. You're not just, you know, maybe don't consider yourself a leader, consider yourself a mentor in, in a way. Did you have any mentors while you were um, oh boy. becoming what uh, you are now? I, I guess so. I mean, you know, there is a gentleman who got me into the business, who, you know, got me into um, sales, uh, who gave me an opportunity, um, you know, but I don't, you know, there were good people at Aerotech and there's good people at Conic and there were good people at JL Sweeters. You know, I mean, every step I take, you know, I, I listen to the, the people who have gotten there before me, you know, because they're there for a reason. So um, as far as like a specific mentor throughout my life, I, I wouldn't really say I, I have one. It's just really every stop, there's people that, that I, I utilize their, mm-hmm. their knowledge. What are some of the best um, examples that some of your mentors have given you to become who you are now? Sure. I mean, it's, it's really just tactics and, and strategies and, you know, um, I'll give you one. It's, it's a silly example, but it's, it's just the first thing that popped in my head. Right. And it was from a, a former director of mine. And, you know, he told me how a story about, you know, he's a he had bright red hair and glasses and short guy. And, you know, he would draw on his business cards, a, a, a stick figure with red hair and glasses. So, you know, if he was just dropping off a card and, you, and you're like, oh, who was this guy again? Oh, you know, he'd look at it. <laughs> so I, I kind of was like, well, I'm going to do something silly like that. So yeah. I, I copied his move and, um, you know, and did that. It's a weird story, but it's like, you know, again, it was something that was making you stand out just a little bit and just showing, you know, I'm not just a sales guy. I have a, a sense of humor. I like to have fun. And um, yeah. Did it work? 
Uh, well, you know, I don't know if it necessarily worked. I guess nobody really called me and said, hey, are you the stick figure guy? You know, <laughs> but yeah. So how can um, our audience connect with you if they're interested in? Sure. Questions? Well, I guess, um, you know, my, our website, um, man, we just got a brand new website. So I believe it's called ConicNetwork.com, but you can Google Conic. It's K-O-N-I-K. Um, you know, you can find my email and my phone number on that. My name's Nick Pino. That's P-I-N-O. Um, my email is npino at conicprimestaff.com or call me directly 612-449-4271. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I have a pretty large presence, pretty, pretty large presence on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Nick, for ha um, being here with yeah, us today. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, and if um, you know if you have anything else to say, now's the time. No, I mean um, <laughs> I appreciate you having me. I mean I, you know I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and I thought this went well. I guess right. <laughs> yes, it went um, very well. I don't think I said anything that my my owner Brad or Tom are, are going to be mad at me about. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know? I didn't spill the beans, you know, because we do. <laughs> I'm not going to spill the beans. I don't. But we do have like a, a big announcement coming up in the next couple weeks uh, okay. about our company. So stay tuned for that. Nice. Um, you know, I'm not going to spill the beans, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, um, and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.